Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey, now. <laughs> and Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, this is episode 333. Feed me. Excuse me, Leroy. Oh, what, that's one? Uh, it rings a bell. Some people might get it, some people might not. All right, uh, let's catch up with everyone's week. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I can go Kevin. first. Oh. oh, no, no, Kevin, no, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's not here, huh? He's traveling today. Yeah. Back to Florida. Ah, lucky bastard. He's going to be so excited, I think, when he gets home. Mm, I know, right? Out of Jersey, finally. Mm-hmm. Must have been brutal to be up there for a week. Right. <laughs> Sure, it wasn't fun anyway. Cause wasn't he working on his house and stuff? Yeah, working on the house, figuring out the U-Haul, throwing more shit away. Yeah, it sounds like a pain in the yeah. ass <laughs> all around. And being back in Jersey with traffic, congestion, <laughs> high gas prices, high taxes, high you know everything. So yeah, and just congestion, right? Everything's just so packed there. Yeah, yeah. he may have shot at another neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> he got so disgruntled. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No. Yeah, in fact, we haven't heard from him that week. He was, uh, and normally we hear like, you know, every other day or every day we'll get something. Yeah, quite quiet. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, who wants to go? Let me go because mine's really short. As you can okay. probably tell from my voice, I am sick. And I don't know exactly what I've got, but I think I got. Well, I know I got in, I was in a bunch of dust working in a field and there was where we had burned some brush and just general field dust. And there must've been something in it that I'm allergic to because it set up a, like a, a post nasal drip. So I've got a perpetual runny nose and I got snot like. Run down the, throat, like, run down my throat, throat, causing a sore uh, throat, causing me to have uh, to cough. It's uh, not like a in my lungs, so it's not like a, a true cough. It's just a, the tickle in your throat kind of a cough. Mm-hmm. So I'm like hacking Oof. up the shit all the time, and it's yeah. completely clear. So I don't think it's infected. I okay. think it's an allergic reaction. Are you trying like Benadryl or something like? Something I haven't. I've been taking too. like pseudomenophrine and stuff like that. Yeah, cold yeah, medicine. Yeah. But that's okay. not really done shit for it. So we were looking it up today. Actually, you mentioned that, and it sounds like it's a histamine reaction. So I need to right. go on antihistamines for like seventy-two hours. So Benadryl at mm-hmm. night, and probably like Claritin or something through the day. Right, right. And because I've had it's been going on since like last Wednesday, Thursday. So almost a week now. It's just been getting yeah, worse. Yeah. Have you gone to the doc or Med Express or something? See, like. No, uh-huh. I need, I probably should have, but so yeah, especially after how like three days. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I thought, well, I mean, I always kind of have a congested head, so I didn't mm-hmm. think that much about it. I was like, ah, it'll be all right in a day or two. It'll pass, right? But it just mm-hmm. kind of kept getting worse. Now I have a headache and I've, I've been coughing so much. My chest is like sore when I cough. My head oh, hurts when I, when I cough. Sorry, man. I don't sleep at night because I cough and then I have okay. that 
Man, that sucks. I, I lay there and breathe through my my mouth, so then my throat yeah. like gets super duper dry. sore. Yeah. Dry, yeah. So, Sorry to hear that, man. It, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, and you got a headache, and you got to hear me and fucking Ian talk for the next hour. Yeah, so that's not going to help that any much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it for at least me, he's got the but button. I, I had to I had to show up since Kevin's not mm-hmm. here. I yeah, couldn't yeah. leave it to you two knuckleheads. Oh my god, I would have just canceled. <laughs> So I'm here. I probably won't say much. I'm going to probably mute my microphone and cough and hack and spit and blow my nose. But I'll be here to chime in if Ian says anything too stupid. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> and I'll I'll be able to edit tomorrow that way. Okay. But uh, right. so I did receive my 580 raw nitro. Oh, yeah. And drum roll, please. I have not opened the box yet. <gasps> I haven't yeah, even you've opened been, you've been the shipping box. Oh, my God. Yeah, you it, even look it's at the that bad. Box. It's super bad. I've been Well, I've been feeling bad. I've also been super busy on the farm. I finally today got the last little field of beans planted about three weeks later than they should have been. I'm about to say it's like July already. Yeah, and 5th of July. Planted. I don't think yeah. I've ever planted beans this late. It was <laughs> on the f- part of the field where I got exposed to this dust we been, we did a bunch of uh excavator work taking out tree lines and yeah. fence rows and bulldozing and stuff and i had it prepped to plant about a week ago but it's been so hot and dry here that i had to wait for rain and we got rain sunday so yeah. um it worked out that i could plant it today so i'm done with planting this year finally Seemed like it drawn it seemed like it has taken forever and ever and ever. Right. So How much longer? I'm not gonna How do shit tomorrow. Up? I'm just gonna sit in the house and try to sleep. Mm-hmm. Edit this nice. podcast. And that'll probably be it. Yeah. Let's try to make it quick and easy for you. Yeah. So what about you, Steve? We've been up to. Okay, so um been on vacation pretty much since last week, since Friday. Um it was a short vacation with the family. We went down to Myrtle Beach. Um, only spent actually two nights, three days there. So, um, yeah, it was just crazy. We, we spent a lot of time on the beach. We went to this, uh, Broadway on the beach. It's like a, a strip mall kind of deal. Like, you know, it has a bunch of little sites. It was like a Simpsons, um, what is that thing called? Uh, like a Simpsons 4D thing would also had like, you know, like a quickie mart. <laughs> you can get like little big donuts and stuff and have some, oh, you know, that's cool. plushies and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Um, I saw the pictures with the Simpsons characters, but I didn't know what in the hell. Like, yeah, that was that, that 4D, was. like right before you that go That sounds in, really yeah, cool, like, though. Yeah. It was fun, you know. Um, and then we did some other stuff uh, around there. But yeah, overall, it was a really quick trip. And um, yeah, so I drove back Sunday afternoon, um, basically the 3rd. And we said, you know, I wanted to spend 4th of July actually at home. Um, partially because I have this bathroom renovation that I'm, I'm still in progress of. And I need to put some time into that. But also, like, I want to do some fireworks at home and, you know, with the kids. I want that to be like a, a normal thing that we do like every year. Just like, even if it's just like the, you know, little cheesy fireworks you buy at the, the store. Um, just to kind of do something like that, you know, every year. So, so we did that. And, um, and then I also had today off. Um, originally we were going to go for a little bit longer vacation, but we kind of scaled that back. 
So because of that, I had today off and I pretty much just worked on the, um, on the bathroom. Um, I did take a three hour break <laughs> from working on the bathroom to go to the flying field. Um, I met up with, um, someone who needed help with, uh, getting a helicopter set up. So, uh, basically met up with this guy, Glenn, and, uh, helped him set up his Blade 4, 480 Fusion. So he built it up to, four, you know, this 500 class Blade helicopter, um, with their, like, Spectrum ESC, Spectrum Servo, Spectrum Flybrows unit. He's running, um, it's a DX8E or something like that. It's, you know, it's, it looks like a DX8, but like a, yeah. I guess a Gen 2, or Gen 3 or whatever latest version of it is. And, you know, he, he, he has some experience like setting up some old school fly bar stuff, but nothing new with like the new terminology and, and all the fly bar setup and the forward programming stuff. So he had no idea and he kind of tried to do something. He was like, yeah, I could kind of make the swash go the direction, but this wasn't working. That wasn't working. So, um, and I'm like, it's a blade. So I'm yeah. sure the instruction manual tells you how to set up the radio. And then from there, it'll tell you the basic setup on the fly bar unit. So. Um, new model, got it set up. I, uh, went through the forward programming, which is actually pretty cool. So I'm going to just kind of sidebar and talk about the forward programming. Yeah. Um, on the spectrum. So I might have to get, I might have to get a spectrum fiber unit and, and fiber, um, and a transmitter because I want to try this. Like I've yeah, been sure. doing this whole jetty and, you know, the jetty and the GTR, spirit GTR and I'm um, the Futaba and the CGY and the V-Bar and the V-Bar touch. And now this is another player on the market that does full integration. And yeah. what I mean by that it is... Do you have some of those and was messing yes. with that? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I'll see if I can borrow a setup from him. Because, you know, I don't even uh, know if he's fine. He's traveling he the world so much. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll check in with Mike. But um, if that's the case, I think I want to try it out. Because I got to experience the full setup of a spectrum system. Yeah. Now, not ex- full minus the ESC setup. So let me just put that caveat. But I was trimming the servos, like, you know, getting them 90, setting up the swash, setting up the head, setting up your pitch, um, limits, your cycle limits, your, it does, it does forward cycle. It does like separate roll and pitch, the so roll and elevator, um, limits you have to set. And so there's extra little things and stuff, but it's, pretty simple and it does walk you through it just kind of like a v-bar would walk you through it not as a wizard but more of like the manual is your wizard so if you actually go through the manual and says okay or programming go to this and follow each step it's kind of like going through a wizard it'll get you set up um with your base setup um you know base roll rates and stuff was decent 270 degrees 550 on the tail so decent right it's not like the you know not trying to compare apples to oranges, but like the Jetty and the Spirit GTR, like the roll rate was like 10 from default, from stock. Like, you know, it was like, it didn't roll. It didn't go anywhere. Really? It was actually quite scary. Yeah. Wait, was like maybe wait which one of those? Apples. GTR. Oh. Yeah. Like it had no roll rate, it had no tail oh. hold, had no programming, no baseline configuration at all. Oh. It was just like, you had to set everything up from scratch. Yeah. This one had like a V-bar kind of, Setup where it got you about 80%, I would say. Yeah, okay. Um, so I test made it, you know, I test flew it. Um, got up in the air. It doesn't tell you how to set up, uh, idle up though. So that's one thing. So I didn't set that up and I was like, that's kind of weird. I didn't set it up. So I landed, 
set that up, took off, and then you know, I was able to flip it and do stuff and, and fly it in 3D and stuff. And yeah, it flew. It's uh, It still needs a lot more tuning, but for this person, it's out the box, 100% ready to go for this person. He'll be able to fly it. He has idle up one, two. He has, you know, mm-hmm. is a normal mode. Like, so he, he's ready to go with this helicopter. Um, the only thing I didn't set up, which he wants me to help him next time is, um, the safe and, you know, the rescue and stuff like that. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So kind of going back into the week. Um, so I, I was able to help this guy out, um, Glenn and get him going. Um, and while I was there, of course, I, I flew my helicopter. So I brought the, uh, 700 Nitro, um, cause I feel like I've been neglecting that flying the HD primarily these days. So I brought, I bust out the, you know, the original Goblin 700 Nitro and flew that, uh, probably with three flights. And then I flew the Puma. I brought, that was the other helicopter I brought and I flew that twice. And I was messing with low head speed. Uh, bank one is around 1680 and I dialed it down to about 1520 and noticed that I could do everything I can do at 1640 or 1680 at 1520 or 1500. So I kept bank one there and I did two flights on that. Um, felt good. Gives me definitely more flight time. Um, slows things down enough that I can like, <sighs> I don't feel like I'm going to get myself into a pickle. And even if I do get myself into pickle, it's like, it's slow enough that I'm like, Oh, I can either make a correction or I'll just hold this, at, you know, and it'll just, it'll like, I'm doing a loop. Oh, I'll, eh, I'll just hold it. It'll, it'll work his way out, you know, and just kind of fly through it and stuff. So, um, so I am enjoying that, that like lower head speed. I think next, time I go out, I'm going to try even lower, like 14 and change and see what that feels like. <clears throat> I mean, obviously the tail doesn't hold great, but I'll probably drop, drop some 115s on there and see how that goes. And, you know, um, kind of see what I can push with the low head speed, very light ADA setup that I have right now on my Puma. Uh, let's see. And, and I did fly the M2 and holy shit. Um, uh, oh. How do, how do I put this in a good way? So first flight was great. I had, I had a great time, you know, tail blew up like, I don't know, 15 times, but I was able to catch it, which is awesome. Or like I'm flying backwards inverted and the, go, the tail will go, and I'll be like, oh, I'm nosing now. I mean, I'm nose uh, inverted and I'll just fly it out. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and I did that a couple of times. And then the second flight, I was doing that and I was kind of getting like cocky, like, ah, oh, I don't care if the tail blows up. I'm going to just, I'm just going to fly it out. And I'm doing something and I don't know, the tail went like this and I made a correction and I saw that helicopter coming and I jumped because it was right at my feet. <laughs> it oh, wow. went right at my feet. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I jumped back. I was like, yeah. Because the tail just lost it at the last minute. I tried to correct it. I couldn't get it. It was just flying too quickly, too fast. So, so PSA, man, you know, be careful out there. Even small hellies, man, they'll come at you. Jump out of the way. Yeah, be quick or be dead. No. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for my week. Yeah. Nice. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. Well, my week, um, I worked like crazy, um, and then I completely slept into Discord, but I ended up logging into Discord and... I think I was in there for like an hour and it was just crickets. So it was just like, eh, 
figured everybody was getting ready for Fourth of July, so I went ahead and you know logged off. But uh, that Saturday, um, oh, before that, I did some wrenching Friday night. Uh, got the black nitro all up and ready to go. Like everything's perfect. And Saturday, I ended up going to a fun fly, and I ended up doing some flying for once. Felt great. Yeah. What fun uh, fly is this? Uh, I went to the Kansas City uh, uh, Northern Knights fun fly. Um, it, it's mainly a uh, plane group. I mean, they've had people, you know, fly quads at their field. There's been heli heli pilots in their clubs before. Um, it, it's a nice little. It's it's a gated. Uh, it, it's a gated flying field. So, like a club member, you know, if you you know buy into the club, you know you pay your subscription they'll give you a key to the gate so it's like you can go there and you know just leave the gate open and i've been told many times if i uh, wanted to ever stop by and if the gate's open come on in and yeah it's a great it's a pretty good group of guys uh i actually pulled in um it's like 45 minutes from my house now if i was living at my old house it'd be like like 20 minutes tops I mean, it was, it was just like right up the highway from me, but, um, uh, uh, I ended up packing the kids. I, uh, packed, uh, uh, all three of my flying helis, which is the Drake, the NX4, and then the Black Nitro. And, um, we had to wait out some of the rain. So by the time we made it up there, it was probably about, you know, two thirty, three o'clock. And of course I unloaded. Uh, there was actually a guy that brought a heli and, uh, you know, that guy, I do believe he was from uh, the the Columbia, Missouri area, but uh, he brought a uh, an older T Rex 500 that was converted to fly barless, uh, which it was great to see a heli there. Um, so I unpacked my helis and stuff like that. It took a little took a little bit to get things going, you know, get things set up, and uh, of course I checked in and everything. And a lot of like what they're doing there, as far as like uh, the fun fly. They were pretty much doing like games with like the foamies. So like for example, they were doing like limbo, and then they they were doing like general you know combat stuff uh, with foamies. But the the club essentially is doing like every other weekend they're doing something else. So like one week would be like pylon racing, next weekend would be like your combat, and then the next week you know it just alternates back and forth between the two. So like um. I ended up getting my first flight in once the guys, you know, took a break. And it's like, you know, I went ahead and put the Drake up. I, I did a pretty good warm-up flight, you know, worked on some TikToks, some flips, uh, some half pyros. And as I was bringing it in on an auto, there was a, a little bit of a lump in the, the field. As I was bringing it down, my vertical fin happened to catch it and it sheared it right off. Just yeah that thin little vertical fin you know of the newer style goblins so it's just like oh great so i ended up getting a popsicle stick uh gluing that back on you don't even need the popsicle stick dude (laughs) well he he obviously does he hit the ground with the first one so yeah well i put the popsicle stick on there see if that'll hold it i ended up doing like two more flights with the the drake that day and uh within the first flight of putting that popsicle stick on there it went through the blades 
So I just sent it without it. But uh, I actually got I got three flights on the Drake alone. I think I got one on the NX4, and then I got like seven on the Black Nitro. Nice. And that that You're Black Nitro right there. Oh yeah. Well, matter of fact, I mean, I flew it five minutes each time, and I was like around. I would probably say about a third of a tank each time. So I mean, I didn't run it completely dry or anything like that. But uh, on the last flight, I don't know what happened, but I'm sure it was uh, a cross between. I did find that the bolts were coming out of the of the of the actual pipe. So I tightened those up thinking that was it. I went to go start it back up. And for me to even have it at idle, it was at like half stick just to stay running. And it's like, okay, I think I might have a few head bolts backing out. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for nothing further because it, it, I can tell it wasn't sounding good after like the, the last little rip I did. Uh, possibly. I mean, I, you can't. I don't think you can't. your motor would start if your head bolts were like, if your head was loose. And I don't know. And either way, it doesn't sound like it's getting really enough compression. Check I your think. carb. You check your carb and your throttle. Make sure it didn't slip on the your throttle. Carb arms might be falling. Off. Okay. Your carb might be falling off, or the carb might be loosening, and it twists. And if it twists, your length of your yeah, rod is now off. Oh, uh, yeah. I can definitely check that. I know just sitting on the bench, it didn't appear to be moving or anything. So, yeah, I can definitely check that out. But, yeah, on the oh, last flight. Experience. Well, <laughs> dude, this is my, my first 700 Nitro. I mean, everything else is, you know, the only other Nitro I've flown was the NX4, and that's like a freaking Tonka toy compared to, like, the real deal. But, uh no, uh, I was, like, smoking out the field like the – they were kind of like all taking a break just to watch. And there was a lot of the people there that, you know, there were some of them that had never seen a, a heli actually do any type of 3D. Uh, matter of fact, they were telling me uh, back in the day, I mean, probably like 10 plus years, I guess, there was actually a, hel- a heli area to that field. And, you know, they had cleared out a whole bunch of uh, trees and brush and stuff and actually made like an area for helis. And it was a decent sized area, but since the, the heli crew kind of, you know, dispersed and, you know, nobody's really been flying too many helis there at all, it's just kind of overgrown now. And actually, one of the people that <clears throat> had actually done that was uh, somebody that used to fly with my dad back in the day, which would be uh, Gary and Jerry H- Henshaw, which, you know, they've, they've moved on to better, you know, better things. And one had also passed away. So, yeah, you know, that they really haven't had very many helis there at the field in general, but it was really cool to see. And then, of course, me and the kids got a kick out of, uh, you know, the games that they were playing with the with the foamies. And I, to be honest, those foamies can actually take a beating. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've never actually sat back and like watched, you know, people at a plane fun fly. You should get so, one. They're actually a lot of fun. I'm Always thinking about one, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about it because I mean, there were some of them. I mean, that would, you know, You're they talking didn't about the just... little e- EPP um, profile phone, like yeah. kind of flexible uh, type of phone. 
that everybody does 3D and fly around um, and stuff with. It's like the, I mean, there was quite a few of them there, but uh, I did see a few of like the, you know, your pusher props that were also foam. So it's like there was a good, there was a good amount of different ones there. But I tell you what, some of them smoke the freaking pylons uh, pretty hard when doing the limbo. And it's like, God damn, for sure you would think it would take a wing off. Okay, that's different. I thought you were talking about 3D airplanes. We just hold no, them man. around, you know. And... <clears throat> uh, no, but there was some of that as well. And then uh, not to mention there was uh, it's like when it got to like the night flying, uh, there was a couple of planes that the kids just went absolutely nuts over. And you could tell they were just cut out from like foam board mm-hmm. in like a circular shape. And it had, you know, the center part for like the rudder. And they were just completely loaded with like LED lights, and the kids were just like freaking blown away over it. I mean, they had a great time watching. Um, and of course, we had to stop for about an hour or so due to you know small rainstorm running through. But once once the rain stopped, everybody got back out there, me included. And it was it was really great. I mean, the people over there were very very cool and. Uh, we even had lunch over there as well. They made up hot dogs and stuff like that. So it was, you know, definitely, you know, thank you for putting on a great event. You know, it was a lot of fun. It was just something small and, you know, it was local. May as well take the kids out and enjoy. I mean, I was kind of spending the weekend with the kids anyway before the 4th because I had signed up for the 4th of July because my mom had plans to take the kids out anyway. So. I figured that was probably a better way than dropping like hundreds of dollars into fireworks. I mean, some of the prices of fireworks these days is kind of nuts. But, uh, yeah, I ended up coming home. <clears throat> uh, got a little minor wrenching to do on the Drake. Uh, the NX4, as I was packing up to go, I snapped the tail fin on that. I was able to patch that back together just fine. But... Drake, eh, not so much. Um, and I still had to figure out what's going on with uh, with the Black Nitro, but I'll, all I've got to say is that Black Nitro is so much fun. Like, uh, if any of the listeners, you know, if you ever, you know, happen to find one that's available for sale, I would totally get it. That is one fun machine. And, yeah. But uh, as far as my week goes, I think that's about everything I've got. That's really the only thing I've done other than work. And, of course, you know, slept into Discord. But I think ever, a lot of everybody was already busy for the weekend. So Probably. Cool. All right. Let's move it on. Main topic here. Feed me. All right, what are we talking about? Food, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Food. So let's talk about food and you know going to fun flies. Um, food in general. Um, you know, we can talk about just going to our local field as well too. If we bring any food, or if, you know, if we're making a, a day out of it, do we bring food with us, or do we plan on eating out and things? But um, let's and generally for fun flies, do we do you bring food or do you plan on eating out? I do a little bit of both. It just kind of depends. Uh, but 
something I've always do that I know somebody else on the show always does. And what is that, Andy? What's that? I don't know. Don't you always bring something no matter where you go? Snacks. Yep. Food. Yeah. I always take food with me. Going to a fun flight depends on whether you have a camper or not. It's much easier to take food if you have a camper. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So for me, I don't have a camper. Um, 99% of the time, I expect to go out and eat. You know, mm-hmm. I expect to, to go buy my food. Um, probably the pilot's dinner, depending, might be the, the one off occasion where I'll eat at the field or like depending on the fun flight, like something like spring fling or fall mowdown. Um, like if I'm staying at the field, most likely I'll get breakfast there as well. I'll get Sal's breakfast. Yeah. Um, but majority of the time it's, you know, I want to go out and have dinner. I don't mind stepping away from the field to go have dinner with, uh, with friends. You know, I find that that can be just as much, um, fun and beneficial than staying at the field, yeah. um, as well. So, yeah. so yeah, you know, I do kind of do, uh, uh, obviously because I don't have a camper, I expect to buy food, but you know, obviously, uh, people are cooking too. Yeah, I'll chip in or bring food and, and, you know, maybe make a thing out of it. Absolutely. And it's like a lot of times, um, say for like the some of the closer events, uh, a lot of times I'll pack like a cooler, you know, keep like ice waters and, you know, drinks and stuff in there. But if I'm staying the night, sometimes I can get away with it. But say if I've got like, you know, burgers or bacon and stuff for like the morning or whatever. I'll actually freeze those and then throw it in the cooler with ice. And of course got the, the meat in separate bags and everything. And I'll, I'll freeze it, fill it with ice. And typically that'll last me about a day, but I've had that also fail on me. Like say if the bag, you know, there was like a leak in it or it didn't seal and then you got the the ice melting and then it goes in there and it's just like, ah, damn it. So that's also kind of like a draw, you know, the bad side of actually doing that. So there are times that I've actually had to like, if I go to the event, I'll go to the grocery store when I'm there, you know, like, ah, if I'm hungry for this, I'll just run and grab it or do what Steve does. Go to, you know, leave the field, go to a restaurant. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about for the ride? Right. You're going to an event. You know, you pack sandwiches. Yes. Plan on stopping to to eat no. at a rest area. No. Eat while you drive. Nobody's got time to be stopping all the fucking time. Put the pedal down. Yeah. I stop. I usually have to stop a few anyways, or that's why it takes you breaks. twelve hours to go <laughs> an eight-hour trip. It doesn't take me 12 hours to make an eight-hour trip. Kidding. I'm not Rich Sowers now. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get me confused for him. Oh, I forgot. I do have some news about that, too. But I'll go about that later. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, usually I travel. I travel with people, um, family, wife, kids, you know. And kids especially, they're like, I, you know, they got to stop for something or stop for pee break or, yeah. um, you know. And, and. I'm not going to blame my kids. I myself also have to stop pretty frequently because uh, one thing about getting older and also being diabetic is I, I got to pee. There's times where I just got to pee, you know, and I can't help yeah. it. So, mm-hmm. so usually about, about 
three to four hour drive is where like I start having like, okay, I need to stretch. I need to pee. I need to get gas, you know, all of that fun stuff. So, so yeah. Um, and it doesn't add a lot of time. That's what people think though. That's why it takes you longer. No, I drive super fast. So I usually get there early anyways, or about the same time, even with the stops. Um, but yeah, that's me. What about you guys? I always take food with me everywhere I go. Yeah. But I'm also uh, used to going and getting in a tractor and spending 14 hours. So if you don't take your lunch with you, you're going to be screwed. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a bag that always has some snacks, some crackers, maybe a sandwich, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I just take the same I just take the same bag when I go on a trip. Okay. Got a yeah, cooler with my drinks in it, some water or whatever. And yeah. a, a it's a little, um, it's like a little tool bag, like a 12 inch tool bag. Okay. That I just put a bunch of crap in. It's kind of like a purse. We'll call it a man Merce. purse. Yeah. A purse. Yeah. A purse. But you gotta it's have, your lunch you bag gotta have though, your stuff. Right? Yeah. It's my lunch bag. I put my lunch bag. I put my wallet in there so I don't have to sit on it the whole time. Stuff like that. Eric should be so proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Andy. Hell yeah. Andy, Andy. Mm-hmm. What about you? All right, what Ian? about you? Do you travel with uh, food or do you stop and eat? Um, for example, like this, uh, the, the last drive I had to do for a fun flight, which was, uh, over in Nebraska. Um, I actually just stopped at the gas station, gassed up, grabbed me like a, you know, something to drink. I think I, uh, Stopped at a McDonald's on the way to the highway I needed to get on, and I went straight there. And then on the way back, I actually, uh, I was actually getting kind of thirsty. And of course, the Honda, it was, um, it doesn't have AC right now. So it's like, <sighs> ugh. Oh, it's sucks. like, this, this fucking water is hot. So I stopped, you know, stopped off, uh, off the highway. Not even that far off the highway. I actually grabbed another couple, you know, bottles of water and went back on my way. So oh, it's like I wouldn't. You're tougher wouldn't than even, me. If my air conditioning wasn't working, I'd stay home. Was driving down the interstate with your windows down is possibly the worst freaking thing you can do. I freaking, I hate it. Oh, I know. Awesome. And today you know with it being 95 degrees it just felt like being in a freaking yeah there's no way I would have done toaster that. oven how do you not have ac i wouldn't have bought that car without AC. <laughs> to be honest seriously i wouldn't have bought that car without ac I'm yeah i'm not sure what's i'm not sure what's going on with it, but it quit working like literally a month after i got it so it's fucking like, ghost ride that shit into a wall and be like i don't know what happened the car's crashed fucking it's it's got full coverage on it, so I can probably afford to loosen up a few lug nuts. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> Let it flip down the highway. That's insurance fraud. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> okay. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. All right. Uh, what about like food for the meal? So you know, like Amy, you're gonna cook there, right? You're gonna camp. You got your camper with you. Well. You're like, what am I going to eat for these meals, right? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. So, okay, so here's what usually – actually, we've gotten way better about this. When we first started going, we'd put a whole bunch of food in there, 
and she would have okay we can have this for breakfast and sandwich for lunch and this will be our dinner and then we eat none of that (laughs) yeah we went to eat with other people and stuff Mm -hmm. so now we only take a couple things like she'll throw a dozen eggs and some bread or something for egg sandwiches in the breakfast and then maybe a sandwich like turkey sandwich or bologna sandwich for lunch but then we don't worry about the big stuff because we're always going out to eat with the friends yeah. So yeah, between we, we take dinner, some stuff just yeah. in case, but maybe like a box of cereal and some milk, or you know, it's usually breakfast and maybe mm-hmm. lunch. You want to have something yeah. around because we'll sleep in if I stay up till four in the morning. I'll sleep mm-hmm. in till like nine or ten, and then get up and want to eat something. Right. So I don't really exactly. take a whole lot of stuff anymore. Because we'd load all that shit in there, and then we'd come home and have to unload it. It's like, mm-hmm. why are we doing this? It makes no sense. Yeah, and and you're right because you know we do eat out a lot, right? So yeah, um, yeah. So that's a smart move. What about you, Ian? Um, other than taking like bacon, eggs. Uh, <clears throat> what do you cook all are... this bacon and eggs and shit on? When you're going there. Um, actually, um. For a couple of the fun flies, me and Keith would like uh, pack along a uh, like one of those little miniature grills, uh, like a hibachi, and uh, I would pack along a uh, cast iron skillet, and the setup actually works. Um, sounds like way too much trouble for me. Not really, but I will Taking, say, like stuff like, you got, what you, you got to keep it in a cooler, I guess, because you don't have a refrigerator the, or anything. No, I mean, we just keep it in the cooler, but it's like, at the same time, I kind of agree with uh, what you just said, you know, packing all this food and everything and end up going out with friends and going and eat. Um, It's without actually having like an actual refrigerator, like if you've got like a camper or, you you know, yeah, if I I was camping, I wouldn't take any of that shit. I would take... um, <clears throat> stuff that didn't have to be refrigerated. Just eat that. Right. But I'm also lazy, so there's no way I'd be freaking <laughs> cooking bacon and shit. Yeah. See, I mean, bacon's at least easy. I mean, you can just pull it out of the package, and you don't have to worry about the package actually leaking like I did with, like, uh, that spring fling uh, package of pork chops had started leaking into the cooler and made a complete fucking mess. Yeah, that's no good. So it's like I really haven't been doing that ever since then because that just burned me out of that idea. But it, you know, it worked for the longest time until it failed. So, um, and then if anything else, I'll carry like hot dogs. And then as far as anything else, honestly, if you want to make it at the field, I would say before you get to the field, stop by, stop by the store and get you, get what you're gonna need, you know, to do that. But at the same time, it's almost easier to go out somewhere to eat. Mhm. Yeah. And, and there's a caveat to that. Um, you know, like I said that like I do like enjoying going out to eat with folks, but sometimes going out to eat with folks can be like an adventure. And not in a good kind sometimes. Like it can be annoying as fuck. <laughs> um, you know, uh when when you have let's say a big group of people and now you're trying to find a restaurant that can take a big group of people that yeah. comes to pay. You get more than about five, it becomes very difficult. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
you know, making reservations for big groups could be a pain. You get there and it's like a two hour wait. And now half the people are like, I want to do this. And the other half, I want to do this. And I want, you know, and then Eric Shu comes in and says, Hey, y'all, let's go get some Mexican, right? And, you know, <laughs> all that happens and stuff. So, um, you know, so like it gets, it gets, it, it does become an adventure. You know, allocating an hour is, or two hours sometimes it's like, it's naive. <laughs> Because sometimes it can be three, four hours. You're away from that fun flight because of dinner and especially going out to dinner with a big group. So, you know, be mindful of that. And you will miss out on things. Yeah. But you'll yeah. miss out on things if you don't go, but you'll miss out on things at the field when you do go. So you really can't yes. win. You're going to miss out somewhere or the other. Yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be, uh, you're definitely going to miss out on stuff. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent, Andy. That, that's a hundred percent. Um, though, depending on the crowd, I, you know, dinner, missing out on dinner can be way worse than missing out on like some cool yeah. flights and stuff. You know, it's not like we haven't seen all the pros throw down mm-hmm. multiple times, many, many times, you know, so it's like, you know, obviously I still like to see all the, you know, do some killer stuff, but if I miss a flight, eh, you know, I'm not going to, eh, God damn it, I messed this up. I should have stayed. Blah, blah. No. I had some fun and I had some good food, good company. So it's okay. Absolutely. And not to mention, there's always somebody taking video at the field. True. A video is the same. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Um, okay. What about like extra food, snack? Um, you yes. Know. Yes. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. So for you, not really extra food, Andy, right? Because you dialed back on the food, but the snacks. Have you dialed those up when you dialed the? the no, because I've always had plenty of snack. Hmm. So what kind of snacks do you like? Uh, actually, we'll save that for later. Um, what kind of snacks do you like to bring in? Um, uh, typically I'll carry like a, uh, obviously a couple of candy bars because I do have troubles with uh, low blood sugar, so that okay. is a must. What's your favorite candy um, bar? Yeah, what do you like to chew on? Uh, it's a cross between either Snickers or like uh, some of the actual Reese's candy bars that have like uh, peanut butter, which definitely good for bringing blood sugar back up. Um, and of course there's uh, chips. Um, and another snack that Keith brought along for one of the fun flight trips that we went on, he brought in like a one of the big things of goldfish, and. Those were actually pretty addicting on that drive. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. main. That's mainly what I bring is like chips and stuff. Uh, sometimes beef jerky is also another good one. Yeah, I'm a big fan of beef jerky. I usually bring my snacks will be beef jerky. I don't do candy bars much. Um, I don't know, but like if I do want some kind of candy, I'll get like a, a thing of Twizzlers or something. Um, yeah, and then uh. And yeah, it's usually some type of chips or, I mean, I, I get, I get bad sometimes. Maybe I'll get like a box of donuts or something. <laughs> you know, like I'm not yep. talking about like a, you know, dozen fucking Krispy Kremes for myself, but like I might get like a small, you know, thing of like, have you ever donuts, eat a dozen you know? Krispy Kremes by yourself? No. Jesus Christ, I would feel I so bad when I was younger. There's no, I've, I've always got myself a, about three. There's about nothing three. better than a Krispy Kreme when it's hot. But it's right, right off, off the, the tray. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Yep. It just melts, melts in, your in your mouth. Yep. So so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, yeah, I usually go for beef jerky, some type of chips, you know, like salt and vinegar or maybe some Fritos or something, you know, corn yeah. chips, Doritos, I like. And um, and then usually sometimes with diet soda or I do kind of do some coffee, like I call them coffee flavored drinks. They're not coffee. It's not coffee drinks. They're like Starbucks or one of those things where just like it's like milk and, and a little bit of coffee flavor. Um, but I, I drink one of those once in a while just to kind of have a sugary drink. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I, I don't actually snack a lot in the car. Yeah. Really? When I drive, yeah. Yeah. Only time I guess would be it's like when you get towards that, like, oh, you know, like towards end of the, the drive and you're hungry, but you don't want to stop and eat because you're like, I'm almost there. Like, there's no point, you know? Yeah. But like those are the times where I'm like, okay, I'll bust out the bag of jerky and, and like eat, you know, a couple of big strips of it, you know. So you guys won't eat while you're driving then? Like you won't eat a sandwich or anything. Oh, I'll eat while I'm stop. driving. Um, I do that if we're yeah, like if we stop when I stop to get food and gas, I go right back on the road and I'm eating okay. a sandwich or something in the road, yeah. Um, that kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't like eating messy food when I drive. Yeah. I so don't, like I don't eat messy food, so it's not a problem for me. Well I, I get mean, everything plain so there's no like sausage dripping or any of that shit. Okay. But I agree with you. Yeah. So I hate when you go to a rest stop and you're like, All right, cool. We're at a rest stop, it's like whatever, flying jet or pilot or something, and you're like, What do they have for food here? And it's a subway. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> Eating yeah. a sandwich while you drive, like a subway sandwich with lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, you know, like it's just mm-mm. Right. It's too messy. Yeah, that's not gonna See, work. I like that because I don't get none of that shit. I don't, I, yeah, I'm not a picky eater, a, so I just got meat and cheese basically. Mm-hmm. I get it toasted yeah. so the cheese holds everything together, and then yep. bam. Yeah, so you're good. You're, you basically have like I get, a cheese. I get crumbs <laughs> on me, but yeah, now team up. She's mm-hmm. sitting over here beside me in the car, and she gets all the shit. So yeah. it's like everything's falling out. And, I yeah. want to like open the door and kick her out sometimes because she's making too big of a mess. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I really can't say anything because, you know, the sandwich I usually get from Subway is like that messy at times. Actually, sub I like to do we're talking about at a fun fly. I like to get a Subway, get a foot long. Like maybe if you you go out and get a bite of breakfast or something or or whatever, yeah. get a foot yeah. long, eat part of it, then and then just throw the eat the rest like for lunch later. Like you can yeah. split it up. Yep, I do that lunch a or lot. Snack or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. I've done that even for like when I'm at work. You know, if I go out and get a subway, I'll save the other half for like my next break or whatever. Yeah. That's what I do a lot of times. Cool. All right. So now we're at a fun fly and some folks are, are you know, they got big hearts. Yeah, you know? they're, they're good people. They're very good people. Um, they have big hearts because do they not only cook for themselves and, you know, the folks that are like that's they're camping with and they're camper and, and things like that. But, you know, they'll, they'll cook for people, cook for other people cook for the event sometimes, you know, so, so I kind of want to give a shout out to some of these folks. Um, and really it's RCHL crew. Like 
the yeah. core RCHO crew, I'd say, like, you I'm know, sure, Jay, well, Rodney. We say Claire. that, but I'm sure there's lots of people you know? in every crowd oh, all across yes. the U.S. that do the same thing. These yeah. are just the in ones we region. personally know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in our region, in the southeast, you know, area, I would say, you know, like Cliff at, um, at Dragonfly did a, it's like a, a cheeseburger. I call it a cheeseburger chop sandwich. Um, it's basically ground beef with cheese and onions and stuff like that. And, and you basically just chop it all up yeah. and you put them in a, you know, in a hero or a hoagie and, and you eat it, right? Um, so, but yeah, he made that for the whole crew, you know, and, and even though like I didn't even know he was making it, he offered it to me and I had a little bit. It was good, you know, very yeah. tasty. Um, you know, I know Jay and Ronnie often at different events, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, or like the RCH crew will like at Heli X, you know, prepped and cooked for everyone you know the pilot yeah. dinner or lunch you know um you know i don't know how many times i've seen cliff jay and ronnie you know during this whole big pot this discala thing you know yeah. and, and cooking that up um want to give a, a shout out to tim title back and sherry um one of the rcho events they cook breakfast for everyone oh, they had nice. their blackstone top mm-hmm. and they cook literally pancakes Eggs, bacon, sausage, I mean, toast for everyone at the fun fly. Wow. Free of charge. Like, you hungry? Just, Come on up yeah, and eat. That's just There's coffee, too. Super generous. Like, super. Like, like you know, amazing. Amazing stuff. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so, definitely, you know, cooking for other people. So, I'll be like, that's got to, like, take some planning, right? Like, you know. Instead of scaling back on the food, you have to think about yeah, you okay, gotta well, take more or go buy yeah. a bunch. Right, like okay, I want to make Food's something for some, you know, a meal. Right, how much ground beef am I gonna like? Clip, for example, how much ground beef am I gonna need to make right. this, you know, cheeseburger chop, you know, sandwich for everyone? Or I would say at least fifteen people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, God. feeding fifteen, twenty people or something like that. You know. All the RCA Joe crew, like all the other, the usual faces, right? The usual suspects. So, and you're talking ground beef, so that alone isn't cheap. I mean, but still, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. They're able to chip in and you know cook up for everybody. Uh-huh. And then, and I don't need the money of cost of the ingredient, but your time, mm-hmm. right? Like takes you a long stop time to do it. Flying or whatever you're doing and hanging out for mm-hmm. the most part to then prep, cook, serve. Clean up too, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, one of the Council Bluff Fun Flies I went to. I think it was 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually did a pilot's breakfast, and uh, I do remember uh, Dave Hoskins. He smoked up a uh, a uh, pork belly, and they actually had you know homemade bacon up there and everything. It, of course, there was more than just you know you know one or two people. It was like uh, you know. Dave's wife at the time had, uh, you know, chipped in as far as, you know, helping to make breakfast and along with, uh, Sean White's wife, Terry, and then, uh, Gabe's wife, uh, I mean, they all just chipped in. Everybody was, uh, you know, doing their part and putting together the pilot's breakfast, which it turned out to be awesome. It was really great. Yeah. All right. So pilot's breakfast, pilot's dinner. Let's talk about that. Right. Uh, do you guys expect to eat the pilot's dinner when you, when you go to these events? Sometimes, like, sometimes not. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for me, I'm a picky eater. Mm-hmm. So 
I tend to go with the mindset of I'm not going to eat the pilot center. Me, um, me too. I mean, I guess I should. I said sometimes, but I guess I should. It depends on what it is. Because I'm, yeah, depends I'm a picky what it eater. Is, some stuff is good. Some stuff I'll just do like, something else. I'm picky on top of picky, mm-hmm. meaning um, I like fried chicken, but I don't. I won't eat the uh, Thornburg like the Palestine and Spring Fling and Fall Down anymore, just because I'm too tired of that fried chicken mm-hmm. meal at a fun fly. Like I just I don't know. Um, same thing at like South Jersey when uh, we used to, you know, when I used to do a lot of events there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Allens always wanted to do this ham steak for dinner, and I, I like it was greasy. Halftime was black because of the the yeah. black top getting dirty and shit. And it's just like, no, nah, I don't want that anymore. And All and right. we changed it. You know, we've asked him, and we changed it to like spaghetti and meatball dinner with some breadsticks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot easier for them. And also. I think, in my opinion, it tastes way better and way easier to kind of serve uh, mm-hmm. a mass crowd with, you know, something cheap, right? Spaghetti meatballs are super cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, personally, I know ham. It's like I work in nursing, so they have ham all the time. And it's like the idea of ham for me would be nauseating. And then on top of that, I might be Italian, but I hate spaghetti. <laughs> You're not Italian, dude. Yeah, I am. I'm actually half Italian. He, he brings uh, yeah, us up the all the half. time, but <clears throat> nothing about him seems Italian. No, he doesn't like pasta. He doesn't have. He, he has red hair. He's got red <laughs> hair. Red beard. His red last hair. name's he's Joel. Red beard, yeah, his last name is Joel. It's not even anything remotely Italian. No. Yeah, I'm no. Italian. This is on yeah. my dad's side. Yeah, I want to see a 23 answer result yeah, showing exactly. that shit. It's gonna be three percent, three percent Italian, and then seventy percent something else. Yeah, Scottish or something. Yeah, Scottish. Or no, Irish or something. I do have Scottish on my mom's side, so. And no, the hair did not come from my mom's side. It all came from my dad's. But anyways, um, what else? Right? Other other pilots dinner, like you know. Um, our breakfasts, right? Like Sal's breakfast. So talking about Fredericksburg, just kind of picking on them a little bit. Yeah. Um, not not really picking on them, but just talking about their their you know food options. Mm-hmm. One thing is, yeah, I do don't do I don't do the pilot dinner, but Sal's breakfast I do. Mm-hmm. I like I like hash brown. Um, you know, I like hash browns. I like eggs. You know, I like bacon. I like sausage. Like yeah. toast, English muffin. It's all good. Um, so that's something I. We'll do usually every morning when I'm at those events is I'll do Sal's breakfast. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's cool. Other pilot dinners, right? Like, so last year at Heli Extravaganza, just to kind of bring that up, I didn't do the pilot's dinner there. It wasn't like they had a pilot's lunch that was included with the landing fee, but the, or pilot's dinner. I don't remember what it was. Lunch or dinner, but it was like a taco thing. It was kind of late. I guess it was a dinner, but they had like other nights where you can do like a paid steak thing. Yeah. Like buy a steak and you can, you know, grill it on this long grill with everyone else. Um, we ended up, I was with McGrady and, and a couple other folks. We ended up opting out of that. Um, interesting enough, we grilled our own steaks. <laughs> we bought a grilled our own steaks that night too, which was kind of weird. But anyways, um, yeah, just like, I guess. Are there other pilot dinners that's different or maybe additional food that's offered by these events? Um, you know, do you guys partake in them? 
Um, it depends. Uh, I've actually been to a couple of fun flies where like they've had like a food truck there, and mm. yeah. Um, I've also been to you know a couple other ones where they just ordered a shitload of pizzas, and you know everybody just kind of helps themselves to it. Nice. Yeah, if they have a food truck, I'll try. I'll support that for sure. I get something, to, yeah. and if the club's like cooking or something, I'll try to get something there. Lunch, to doing like burgers or whatever, do something because they're doing that to make money for the club. So I like to support yep. them, even yep. if it's yep. not the greatest or whatever. I'll still get something, you know, get lunch or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, Urcha, definitely. You know, we mm-hmm. ate a lot of the venues that were there, a lot of the folks um that came at uh. Uh, Dragonfly, the Heli Deli was open, you know, obviously, and then, yeah. you know, partake in that as much as we could. Um, let's see here. I don't think I've ever been to an event that had a food truck, though. Really? I know, uh, Winter Bash had one. Yeah, wasn't that Winter Bash? You've been to yeah. Flight Fest. They had food trucks. I know that's <laughs> not what you're thinking, but. Yeah. It's technically a vent and it was food trucks. Yeah, you know, because those are like, those are more like trailers. I didn't think of them as trucks, but yeah, I, those kind of the guess, same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought of them differently because they're trailers <laughs> and they're not actual food trucks. Yeah, but, okay. I always had this, like, because food trucks, are growing in the Northeast, like in Brooklyn, whatever, or in right. Maryland, food trucks are literally a truck that moves okay. like site. In the Southeast, food. no one has a truck, trailers. it's all a trailer. All trailers, yeah. So it's the equivalent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So flight fest. That's definitely one. Um. And same thing with Urcha, right? Those vendors, they're all trailers usually, and, and the right. trailer, and yeah, double count as well. Uh. Yeah, I like to try to support them. Um. I know a lot of food trucks they don't want to come to events unless they're kind of get this minimal amount right. of sales, you know. Yep. So, like, I'd like to make sure that mm-hmm. they get those minimum amount of sales. Yeah, that's that what way. I was saying. You know, at least right? buy lunch or, or something. Mm-hmm. Get a drink. Ice cream. You know, or ice cream, ice cream or whatever. whatever. Yeah. It's okay. kind of nice with if, an, if a place or a venue has food there. Yes. Like, you may still want to go out for dinner, but, like, for lunch, it's kind of annoying mm-hmm. to have to go get lunch if you're... You're flying or you're doing things or or activities going on when you can just grab something there. So I I like it when there's an option at the field. Yes. Yeah, same. I I definitely like it when uh, the club um, or, you know, uh, HOD, Hellies Over Delaware, uh, they used to have the Boy Scouts come in and cook burgers and hot dogs and stuff. So that's fine, too. I don't mind if local church or local... Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, any type of local community-based yeah. organization comes in and wants to sell food there. Uh, I think that's great. Great fundraiser for them and also a great way to feed the, the masses mm-hmm. at these events. Um, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I wish more events did that. Uh, you know? I and think it, it boils down to what you were saying. If you, if the event's not pretty big, there's it's hard to get someone to come in. Or, or you well, mean you mean yes. like events that cook it? Well, then it's it's hard to get club members that are willing to donate their time to do it. That's what it is. It's the club members trying to get you know it's, it's the support. It's a help. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's 
a lot of work. It's a lot of prep. You're not guaranteed to even make sales, right? So like right. Yeah. buying the food can be a risk on its own, right? Buying the supplies to do this can be a risk that you might only sell 10 burgers and you bought a hundred worth, you know, or 50 worth, right? So, um, but yeah, it's just very convenient. I think it does help. Um, I think it helps the pilots just not having to go anywhere during that, that peak time because lunchtime is like a very peak time, I think, or that, that window from 11 to about three o'clock. It's like, it's a, you know, a lot of people are flying. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's usually some type of competition or event or, you know, auto contest or something going on and you don't want to leave or you got to charge packs. You got to, you know, just things you got to do. Um, you might have team responsibilities, right? You're, you're, um, a sponsor pilot. You might have some photos to need to take or some flight demos you need to do at certain times and things like that. So obligations might make it harder for you to, you know, go out and like go do, lunch you know go pick up lunch and bring it back um location is a big thing you know yeah. you could be in yeah. bumblefuck somewhere you, you could be at uh, triple tree aerodrome and realize it's 30 minutes the closest place to get any food right or you could yeah. be in at torches field uh get hungry in the middle of rush hour and you can't even leave the field you, i mean because of rush hour traffic it might not yeah. be worth it, right? It a rush yeah. Hour. yeah, it'd take like an hour just to go around the block to uh, go to McDonald's and then try to get back. Yeah. <clears throat> um, on the note of McDonald's and things like that, too, I don't know. When I'm, when I'm on fun flies, besides like breakfast or if I'm driving, right? If I'm driving on the road, I don't care what I eat, like fucking fast food, whatever, it's fine. But when I go to events and I'm at the event and then... Then leave to get food i don't want to go get mcdonald's or Burger King and bring it back i just feel like ugh, i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna waste the time or sorry not waste it. i'm gonna take the effort and time to go and leave i want to get something at least somewhat good you know i'm not too fast absolutely uh let's talk about one last thing and then we can move it on from this topic is late night snacking and slash you know waffle house you know we hang out. I don't know about you guys. I hang out to usually one, two, three in the morning. And dinner, you know, pilot's dinner, dinner in general, usually around six, seven o'clock happens. So, you know, from six to two in the morning, you know, for me, it's, it's eight hours. And I got to eat every three to five hours max, you know. Mm-hmm. So that six hour mark is beyond my time. So usually around 12 o'clock, I'm like, I need to eat something. Now, I can munch on some snacks, and sometimes I will. I'll just go grab a handful of jerky and some chips and just shove them to my throat with a soda and call it a day. Or, you know, I'll go look over at Eric. I'll make eye contact and be like, Waffle House? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we'll gather up the troops and go and, you know, <laughs> get some smothered cover, you know, and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Those are fun too, you know. Especially when they um they elect the guy with let's just say New Jersey plates that don't know shit about Waffle House nor any town, city, location, general area of anything below Virginia, you know. Hey, why don't you lead us to Waffle House? Sure, it might be a thirty-five minute drive to not the closest Waffle House. <laughs> he, he, he passed three three closer ones on the way to the one he got to. 
Yeah, pretty much. Two townships over. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one Probably to the least scary no one. I don't know. That road up to it took forever. And you know, obviously, country back roads with no lights. And, you know, it's not scary, but yeah. Yeah, so I think that's it, right? Anything else for eating? Feed me. What do we, what do we, anything else to add? No. Um, nah. Huh? I think we covered it all. Um, one thing I'm going to make note of is, um, Sometimes I don't eat as much as I normally eat when I go to these events. Mm-hmm. Primarily, depends I don't think on, anyone does. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, some people do. Maybe some people don't. Um, I I like to eat, and I tend to eat a lot when I'm not at when I'm just you know whatever home or go out or something you know. Um, but at events, I I try to eat the bare minimum sometimes, and and primarily because I don't want to use the bathroom. There's that little caveat, you know. <laughs> well, bef- before a long drive, I had to eat something, or else saying I don't want my blood sugar to crash while I'm on on the fucking road, and it it wouldn't be a good day. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I know typically on a, like a if I go to leave for a fun fly, I'll stop by McDonald's and grab a McDonald's breakfast sandwich, you know, just something quick, and just call it a day. <clears throat> yeah. There's one thing we I learned about Ian tonight, Steve. He really loves McDonald's and he has an obsession with bacon. Bacon's good. He's, and only he's the McDonald's. mentioned bacon breakfast. like a dozen times and McDonald's a dozen and a half. Yeah, hey, I only do the McDonald's breakfast. Everything else is crap. It's all cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, Burger King also sells breakfast. And Wendy's does, and Hardee's. Yeah, but I got a McDonald's around around the corner, and then the highway's right there, too. I find them very hit or miss. Sometimes McDonald's breakfast is okay, but all the ones, none of the ones, there's only one in like Mm -hmm. 25-mile radius that I can think of here that makes good biscuits. All the others are complete shit. None of them make a biscuit, in my opinion. Um, Well, there's one. There's one here that actually does really good biscuits. They probably go off menu. Then. I mean, off ingredients because I don't, I don't know. know. Like their their biscuits seem so like, eh, like like no flavor, nothing. Just I don't know. One one of them has good ones, and all the rest of them are shit, like complete shit. Yeah, I'm probably getting. I'm used to the complete shit ones. I don't know. Well, I think there's yeah. there's one good one, and there's like seven bad ones. So it's not a high ratio. Yeah, yeah. You very rarely get a good. McDonald's biscuit. Yeah. Like McDonald's. This place is just, I, I just don't think their biscuits are biscuits. They're McDonald's isn't terrible. But like KFC, oh my God, it's the worst biscuits <laughs> ever. Terrible. Yeah. You know, when I'm talking about fast food biscuits, right? Like Bojangles isn't too bad. And, and I personally like Popeye's biscuits. I think they're the best. I, um, I do agree on that one. Just because of salt and butter they put on top of it. It's so good. <laughs> you know? It adds a lot I don't of think I've too. ever had a Popeye's biscuit. We yeah, had a Popeye's I mean, in, in Morristown here, and I got huh? some there once. It was god-awful, and the place closed down like three months, so <laughs> yeah, it so was not, a, not a good experience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, 
I'm probably gonna get crucified because I'm down south and people are talking about biscuits. I'm talking about fast food biscuits, yeah. Um, but in the fast food range, I guess McDonald's would be next to KFC, in my opinion, like just the worst. Yeah, it's not great. But they have okay. those griddles. They're pretty good. I I don't like them. My kids like them because they like pancakes and the only like reason that. they're okay is because they. I'm sure they're just a frozen thing. They don't have to make them or do anything, so it's, yeah. it's consistent. They're, when yeah. you get them and they're hot, they're pretty decent. Yeah, my kids like them as well. I never could get into them. I, I always get like the sausage, egg, and cheese. All right. So All right, let's en- move it on. Enough talking about food. Yeah, let's move on to the next section. Oh, this is a new one. Yeah. Wait, called? wait, are we got Ian's tech tip? No, no, we're going to go after that. that that's going to be later. <laughs> You're not missing well, I would say, say if we didn't have a tech tip, this is going to be in lieu of it. Oh, yep. do you want to do it in lieu of a tech tip? <clears throat> yeah. Since okay, slacking. so, but then how does that work if Ian doesn't have a tech tip and you and Kevin are on the show? Because now we have two in lieu of, so how does that work out? Fight I'm, for it? I'm going to tell you snacks and what to watch. Ah, maybe we'll get a double decker in that one, huh? We can do we can do what to eat while you watch what Kevin recommends. There you go. All right, so do we have an ES tech tip? We do not. All right, since we don't have an ES what tech tip, hell, we man? have <laughs> we have Andy Snackbox. What the hell, Andy? <laughs> All right, Andy, what you got? All right, my first recommendation for snacks. And well, I should preface this: if you're looking for healthy snacks, if you're on a diet, or you like to eat healthy, then just ignore this and fast forward thirty seconds because I will never recommend you anything that's healthy. Only complete <laughs> shit because that's the best stuff. Uh-huh. First up are these crackers, for munchies, and they make a couple different variations. They got uh, peanut butter on toast crackers, cheddar cheese on toast. They got the peanut butter and the cheese-flavored crackers. But by far, the best of all of these is the nacho cheese on a like a toast, a golden toast cracker. And it's a Doritos-flavored nacho cheese. So it's Doritos cheese inside a, they call it a golden toast cracker. It's kind of like a captain's wafer type cracker yeah. Yeah, okay oh, I gotta try this. Huh. you can't they quit selling them in all the grocery stores around here so the only place i can find them is at gas stations so occasionally i'll go and just give a whole box from a gas station <laughs> really? but i did discover tonight that you can order them online okay and they sell for four dollars 72 cents for an eight count box that's not bad I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't keep up with the prices of food, really. So I don't know if that's high or not. Whatever. But it's 50 cents a pack, basically. Uh, They got 200 calories, 11 grams of total fat, which is plenty, four grams of saturated fat, which is a lot, and a lot of sodium, 340 milligrams. This is for Mm -hmm. one package, which is. Uh, two, four, six crackers. So I wouldn't say they're very good for you, but they sure do taste good. 
Yeah. I mean, they're not some, horrible. Something either, about though. that Doritos flavored cheese is yeah. just fantastic. Nacho cheese. Okay, I got to try that. So these are a, a Frito-Lay product. Okay. So All right, there out. you have it. Munchies nacho cheese sandwich crackers. Nice. I am a fan of the Munchies regular like chips too, like the the sorted yeah. cheese snacks. Yeah, okay. I love those too. Nice. Hey, okay. awesome. There you have it. And if Kevin was here, we would see what snack, what movie goes with the snack. Yes. Maybe <laughs> maybe some uh, Indiana Jones. Maybe I don't know. It goes with this snack. Um. I don't really know. You know did you start watching maybe? For All Mankind, by the way? I have not. Uh, Kevin started because he was texting me about it. I'm sure he's not watched it this week since he's been busy, but yeah. such a good show. I know I've already talked about it, but For All Mankind on Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever the fuck their streaming service is. Yeah, Apple TV. It's good. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's move it on. Do we have any news and announcements? Any news and announcements? Yeah, what do we got? Um, this OMP OMP M2 Evo version. So this is, I guess, the V3, basically, the newest version of the OMP. It's the newest version, really? but I wouldn't. I don't know if I would call it a V three. I think it's a another like it's different and and more than just like a little differences. Well, you know, the one to the V two didn't really change much, did it? Uh, one to the V two was like the metal head, the better fly rolls unit. Okay. Um, had the the teardrop boom instead of the round carbon boom. Okay. So there was well, quite a that, bit of improvements. Yeah. Well, this one's a new head, longer blades. Yeah. Longer boom, longer blade. motor. So tail motor. Basically yeah. enough to be a V3. What what else would you call it? it uses different batteries. So yeah. that's why I think it's like the late. Yeah, I guess it's the latest version or a new version of their even yeah. uh, the M2. So it has a. I haven't looked at it. it. Has a head with follower arms now instead of a DFC. Yeah, it has a. Is that good or bad? More shit to break. So. The end. It has a it has a traditional fiber head setup. Um, in my opinion, it's a negative. Now, it yeah. might fly better, right? It might have better flying. Probably will fly better. But it's such a small heli, and the, the head spins so fast, five thousand RPM. Like ESC is fine. Like having this, it's just going to be more parts to break. Right. ESC, you break a DFC link, or you you know whatever they break, they don't pop off, and you don't lose them. Yeah. How many times do you lose Flybrow's links? You know? I mean, I've lost several links many times, you know? And now I'm going to have to worry about Flybrow's links, which are going to be different links than the right. servo links. Yeah. That's going to be a pain. Um, I do like the idea of the new boom, the longer uh, main blades, and the better tail motor. Yeah, it's enlarged to 190 millimeter blades. What were the others? 180? Yeah, 180 or yeah. 179, I think, something like that, 178. Yeah, and it says redesigned tail motor and blades, quieter flight and smoother control. Is it a more powerful I, motor? Maybe. I'm hoping that because putting bigger blades, it better be. Yeah. 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 
I think it's a bigger motor. I think it's running a bigger tailblade as well, like bigger design. Bigger, uh, so it does bigger. say, you know, redesigned tail motor and blades. So I'm thinking the, the yeah, tail blades is right. talking about. Um, so this is very interesting. The next line there. Yeah, the adjustable tail boom, variable lengths for different experiences. Yes. What's that about? I don't know. What different experiences would you get from different length of tail booms? Well, I would make it as long as possible to get the best tail authority. Yes, to get the most leverage, right? Most yeah, tail so authority. I guess if it's a little longer, maybe you can pull it out more. But why would you push it in and make it shorter? Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like you make it shorter, Piro faster. If, but is so damn fast. It's not going to matter anyway. Doesn't matter. Your CG gets thrown off now. Uh, yeah. How much movement can you really do with the battery and, and the tray and That's the way that you may not up? be able to pull the boom out as far as you want because of CG. That's a good point. CG? I hadn't thought of that. Right. It is using a larger battery than the old ones. So the old ones were uh, three. Was it four fifty? I don't know. Yeah, I think they're. <sighs> Gosh, do I have a? I have one right here. I have my M2 right here. Let me. Well, the new one is using. They're 650. Okay. So they're using a 100 milliamp, a little bit bigger pack. This one is using a 3S 750. Yes. And so there's a 3S 650, which, um, you know, these packs are 60C, who knows, whatever. Oh, and that's all a more powerful main motor as well. Yes. So they might have bumped up the KV on that motor as well. Yeah. So, you know, and I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to buy this. Um, I'm not going to pre-order, but I'll buy it when it comes out, I think, when, when they come in stock. Um, I just have so many parts to my M2 and like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I like, if I can use my traditional head on it, I probably would use a DSC head on this thing. Just, I don't know. I just, I might, I might get it and still mix mosh parts of that onto my right. Logo 200. And then, like, eventually, like, convert to these new frames and stuff like that if they're better, in my opinion, you know. Yeah. If I find that the frames are better and things, I'll, I'll start upgrading into the newer version. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I have to see. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Wait, oh, one thing I want to note is the price. Yeah, the price is two ninety nine ninety nine. That's less than the yes, other one. Yes, it's three sixty, three fifty nine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So sixty bucks less is, I think, a considerable amount less when you're talking about. I wonder how they did that. That's weird. Everything else get more expensive. Okay. Three forty nine is the M two V two. Now the M two Explorer, like the um, original older one, that's cheaper 250 but yeah but like the what i would compare this to would be the version 2 and, and that yeah. being 350 and now this one being 299 50 dollars cheaper is really good that's a decent amount of price difference too and we're not talking about like you know 50 dollars when you're talking about 350 bucks it's yeah hot, you know yeah percent or something so yeah all right cool okay what else do we got I don't know. I'm sure there's more news, but I just I've been out of it, so I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, Global 3D, Global 3D happened. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So congrats. Uh, ooh, who won first place? Kenny Co. Kenny Co. went first place in Masters class. 
Nice. Kenico, I think CD, and then Khan, I think, came in third. I don't don't quote me on that. I don't remember, but I do know that Kenico came in first. Um, I know I shared out one of the links because uh, he fights for Theta, so you know, represent Theta. So that's cool that he uh, you know, won first place with using Thetas, which. Um, you know, Zudan Wong, the, the, the owner of Theta kind of made a, a comment that like, you know, his servos only hit the market in 2018 and in 2022 in four years, his servos won a championship, right? Like, mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else. Uh, there's more, um, highly direct pilots. I've been seeing some announcements, so that's cool. Yeah. And there's a couple of memes out there too. Team, the team is uh it's 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 growing. Um Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that, you know. Cool. Uh let's see what else we have here. I think that's it. Did you guys all have a good fourth of July? Yeah, I think so. That's it, the house being sick. Yeah, well yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Okay. I, I think I had a decent fort. I mean, I, I spent the weekend well, with the got, kids, so. Yeah. And you got to go to a fun flight, too, so that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for what? me? Getting over this stupid ass whatever I got. Yeah, man. Start taking some drugs, man. And then I got, I got so many helis to build. <laughs> what the hell, Andy? I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, Someone, someone called it out. Someone, I gotta look this up. Somebody called it out on that last post of the episode. They're like, "Oh yeah, huh?" What did it say? Something like, uh, "Say hello to the twenty-two directee." That, oh my god, that shit came up on my. I'm like, I'm like, sorry, this only came up on my feed. Um, say hello to the twenty twenty-two heli direct team. That's all I need to say. You'll see it on heli hangout. Um, but yeah, I want to kind of go back to that post. Um, the snack box, that's great too. Thank you for the idea. Oh, but let's see let's here. It's see. that the meme of me dancing around in front of the mirror with the yes. canopy on my head. Yeah, so what did he say on it? He said, uh, yeah, Nick Winston is like, dude, we all know Andy Ross isn't going to even open a box for another couple of weeks. And he called it. Yeah, he he's opened right. the, the shipping box. I haven't even opened the shipping box. You're right, dude. No, wait, wait. Do you actually? Is this uh, whatever that guy's cat is? Is is it actually Goblin Five Eighty Nitro in that box or not? Oh, <laughs> sh- uh, Schrodinger, uh, sh- Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat. cat. Yeah. Could right? could be. We don't know. Could be anything. Could be anything. It could be a Five Eighty. Shannon may have, Shannon may have put a cat in that box and sent it to me. I hope not. Because yeah. the cat alive or dead? It hasn't made any noise. I don't so know. I don't know. <laughs> you better go over there and shake that box. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, is that it, Andy? Or that's it for me. Uh, what about you, man? Me? It's just gonna be a shitload of like overtime because not only am I uh, pulling overtime with uh, the main job, I'm actually gonna be picking up some uh, agency shifts. Um, I do want to say I. Don't think I'm going to be able to make it to the New Jersey um, for the fun fly. It's What the hell, man? <clears throat> I know. 
It's just I've got a few things coming up, and then I still want to make Urcha, and it's just it's coming up so fast that it's like it's a little tough to get ready for. Um, I am gonna shoot for Urcha, which I'm only doing like Friday and Saturday. I'm not doing the whole week long thing because I don't have that kind of time. Um, gonna try to get some wrenching done, figure out what's going on with the black nitro, check the carburetor like Andy suggested. Um, I just remember Steve's carburetors always fall off, so I thought that might be shit. the first thing to check. Shit, I had it was only on that one motor. Someone put the wrong bolt. Yeah, yeah, blame it on someone else. <laughs> your, I got, hey, I only lost equipment. the bolt on the NX4. That, that thing ran away on me. I got that motor from someone. They used that bolt. I didn't know any different. <laughs> you know, was, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> God. I'm just busting balls. But no, uh, yeah, I only had like a bolt fall out of the carburetor on the NX4, and that thing fucking ran away from me. I couldn't hardly get it to shut down. Yeah, that freaked me out. Um, other than that, that's all I've really got going for this week. Other than trying to fix, you know, fix some shit. But eh, it's price you pay to have fl- have some fun, and yeah, I-, I had a great time. Awesome. Okay, yes, I'll go. Um, I did forget to mention I did sell a helicopter last week. Um, What'd you sell? Uh, I guess it's really not really a helicopter. More like half a helicopter. Uh, so yeah, I basically sold my gas at conversion. Um, with the motor and everything. I said, forget it. I'm not gonna bother with it. The raw I, one? Oh. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Rich Sowers and he was interested in getting a gasser kit oh, and nice. conversion and all this stuff and he was like, you know, he's like, I'm still holding out for it, and he wasn't sure about the Spectre gas or conversion. I think he wants to also maybe possibly do that one. But, you know, he was like, yeah, I still haven't put my raw, and I haven't ordered the kit, so I'm going to order the kit soon. I'll, I'll you know, I'm going to get that. You know, we're just chatting at, 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 um, what event was it? It was something. Dragonfly. And, no, it was before Dragonfly, because I brought it to Dragonfly oh, okay. for him. But, uh, yeah, I think it was RCHO or something. So we were talking about it anyways, and, or Spring Fling. And it basically came down to, he wanted to buy the conversion kit, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll bring you the conversion kit, you can have it for this much money, it's, you know, like, I'm basically giving it to you that the, the front, you know, there's only one piece that's missing, it's like the, that lower tusk piece. Yeah. Um, because, and then, you know, when, when my, on the mainly when it went in. So, I gave it to him with the whole thing, and I was like, you know, just take my motor out, I'll get that sent out. And then, during the event, I'm just like, I'm like, would you want to buy that motor? I don't know if anything's wrong with it, but you know, you can check it out, but I'll still, you know, I'll price it right. And he's like, well, what are you looking for? And I gave him a number and he was like, yeah, I'll take it, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, take the motor out. If you want to use it, then pay me this much for it. If not, then give it back to me. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, it don't matter to me. Mm-hmm. And he, and then later on, like, he gave me 200 cash and then I saw some PayPal hit my account. I was like, okay. Alright, so I guess he's keeping the whole thing. So, yeah, so I did sell the, the gas mm, conversion cool. with the Hanson 300 Max in it and whatever, like, 3D printed parts. So I, I'm just getting out of the gas. Or I'm, mm-hmm. I haven't had really good luck with it. They don't fly very well for my style of flying. And, you know, um, I'm having fun with the nitros. So I'm going to just keep on, keep on what I'm, 
keeping on, right? Keep mm-hmm. on what's uh, got me interested and got me hooked on and flying every weekend. So, so yeah, that has gone. And, um, I did get a chance to work on that Kraken 580. I replaced all the fuel lines. It's still not running. I don't know what the heck's wrong with it. Uh, at this point, like the motor's new, the, the, you know, the tank is not new, but the tank is holding pressure. I pressurized it and it holds. Um, the clunk line, the, you know, the stopper, everything is new. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where like, did you check your now, carburetor. I, I did. I checked the carburetor. No, I checked kidding. the one way, you know, <laughs> not the one way, the, um, Check valve. The check valve, the, you know, the check valve, the one-way valve. You know, I thought that was it. The one-way valve, like, oh, it's kind of sticking. It's not, yeah, I bet you this is it. I replaced all the fuel line, one new one-way valve, and it's still not working. So it doesn't want, it, it'll idle, but it won't. Anytime it tries to go up past idle, it'll just stall. Um, I have a feeling I damaged the carburetor or something in the carburetor on that engine. It's a regulator um, one, right? Yeah. So that. I clean the regulator, you know, it locks and, you know, when I push on the, the thing and blow it, you know, it opens up like it acts, it runs the way it's supposed to run, but it's not running the motor when it off of idle. So like, um, I can idle that so thing. So it like, sounds like it's starving there. for fuel, right? Yeah. Like so anytime I try to get off of idle, it just starts with fuel. And, and that's, but usually, on the OS is when they, when the regulator goes bad, usually they dump fuel, I thought. Uh, I thought it, it, I it fails closed. Could be I mean, something stopped open. up in the carb, like a little piece of trash in it or something. So that's my next thing is I'm going to completely take the carb apart, like the barrels and everything. Um, when I blew the previous motor, maybe something got in there and yeah. it's jamming up the, the little valves and the, the little tunnels for the fuel and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the jets or whatever, however it's, you know, jetted you to get fuel. I guess it's not jetted. It's, it's car. Yeah, they're real simple. It's just a slot. So yeah. So take it I'll got to make clean sure it I out good. clean out brake cleaner and, you know, take it all completely apart, clean it out, spray it down like with air to like make sure all the past degrees are clear and there's no like little metal chunks because the last motor I blew, like there were metal chunks all in that engine, that crankcase. Yeah. Something might have gone in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yeah, so that's what I'm gonna be doing on that. I'm gonna be retching on that. And on, uh, God, I guess I've been doing other shit that I haven't said. Um, I got two helicopters that came in the mail the other day, too. Oh, yeah, saw that. Yeah. Yeah, so I purchased from Rybert, uh, Chris Rybert, I purchased two Align 450 Sport Version 2 Super Combos. Nice. So this is the old Flybar 450, but it's a Super Combo, so it comes with motor, ESC, Tail gyro, servos, everything except for a receiver. Uh, most likely I'm going to throw Neo on there because I don't know. That's what I fly. Maybe, maybe I'll put a, a spectrum transmitter on one of them and then maybe a Neo on the other just to kind of like, I don't know, have like a more traditional fly bar setup where you have like, you know, you have to do the stuff in your radio, right? You can do the mixing and stuff in your radio because you're, um, because you know, you're just plugging servos into a receiver and a tail gyro. So, yeah. you know, so I might, I want to, I want to go through that old school setup. Man, I am learning a lot. I'm like looking at this head, like, what the fuck is this thing? There's like these on the, 
on the main grip arms, there's like these things that twivel back and forth, and then these go to like some other paddle thing with this rod going through, and that goes to this other <laughs> link. There's like 15 links. And not only is there 15 links, there's like four, three links that are just all different sizes. Mm-hmm. But they're supposed to go into the fly bar head, like to the, to the head, to their main grips. But right. the different sizes, I'm like, I'm like, oh, let me get caliber all sizes out and put them on. But I have, I haven't done that yet. So it's kind of just been sitting there. You got there. all those links. You got links hooked to links. Oh my God. Links to like just swivel things, the other links. And then the links go into like this swivel bar that goes to a fly bar that swivels. And then that links. I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like who thought of this? Whoever engineered this shit? I mean, it's like Albert Einstein to me because like it is so overly complicated compared to a fly bro's head. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It just well, shows you how, how far we've come in the past several years. Yes, on simplifying <clears> things <throat> and just making it electrical and electronic wise, right? Stabilization instead of the, the mechanical stabilization. So Oh, it, not to it, mention, yeah. you know it, it didn't really take much to, you know, rake up a whole bunch of uh parts in your parts list, I mean just with a flyboard head. Oh yeah, man. That thing goes in. That's you know, you're popping links, you're popping you're bending fly bars, you're bending, you know, I'm like screwing paddles in. I'm like, fuck, I gotta screw this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, all the time we see people complaining about fly barless and how simple it used to be back in the day. Yeah. I don't even know how to set up this head. Like, I, how do you lock the fly bar so it doesn't move when you're trying to do your pitch? Just because that moves. Take something <laughs> and jam it in there so it's 90 degrees, like an yeah, Allen key so. or something. Uh, yeah, I gotta figure it out. And, you know, um, I did post it, and it's quite interesting that uh, this helicopter definitely spurred a lot of people's memories. Mm-hmm. You know, I never, um, never you know, had one, never flown one. I would like yeah. to fly one of those before you smash it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna definitely have them out and ready and flying, and then, and then, you know, come Friday night or Saturday night, they're going into combat. At least one of them. At least the one I'm gonna fly. I don't know if I'll do both. Maybe I'll keep one. You know, in like, like that. Maybe the one that I set up with the Spectrum and, you know, that whole setup, like, I'll, I'll just fly it like that, maybe. It'd be cool to have. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to have. I think it'd be cool to have a Neo on there and just use it and just use it as a tail gyro, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, Renan does with mm-hmm. his, uh, 700 Nitro. So, um, I think it'd be interesting to just kind of learn that setup and, and give it a shot and see what it'll, you know, see how it flies. Cause everyone says fly bar has a, a different feeling and I don't know what that means, you know. Did you ever learn to fly on a fly bar at all? No. Damn. I at least did, but it was on a 450. My my first collective pitch helicopter, besides the Blade 130X, was the Blade 450X. It was post, you know. Mine too. I never flew on a fly bar. But I have set up two fly Mm -hmm. bar heads, but I never flew one. So I have flown a a JR Vibe, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I was fly bar and, but it wasn't my helicopter. It was Mike Welsh's. It's, it wasn't really like, it was a, it's an older helicopter. So it's not like I rode like a T, a T Rex 700 Nitro right. fly bar, right? Where I can do 3D. So I didn't, I just put it around. I didn't do any 3D. I didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable really, you know, messing with it. I'm just interested in that initial feel. Everyone says it. It's like quick off center and then it slows down and like, you know, yeah. kind of like I want to feel what that feels like. So you gotta constantly fiddle with it too. You can't just take your hands off the sticks. 
Right, right, yes. Yeah, you don't have anything electrical doing it for you. I mean, you get the full toilet bowl effect. Well, and that's the thing. You're fighting the fly bar, right? You turn, and the fly bar is like, no, I want to stabilize this way, and you're fighting it, right? So you always have to make corrections. You always have to push the heli around, and and so at least that's what I that's what I'm envisioning right. in my head. Mm-hmm. But it's like for me, oh my god, I think it's been like. 2017 since I last flew a fly bar and that was because I drove it into the ground. It was a 450. So I, I can, I can't imagine like what it would be to fly like a 600 fly bar or 700. So yeah. that would be something I would like to try for myself to see how I would do. I mean, really, I don't think they're really terrible to even set up. I mean, you start from, you know, the servos and work your way up, you know, everything 90 degrees. What if the instructions tell you to work from the head down? That's what the T-Rex is. The first thing is to build the head. What? I've always done from the servos up. That's I don't know. I'm following instructions. And sure. I like to start in the middle and go both ways. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'll, I'll get these two built. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Building these uh, Line 450 Sports V2. Um, It's cool. They're belted helis. I'm like, um, there you go. They're, you know, they're, they have the anodized blue head and tail and all that fun stuff. So that's cool. cool. Um, yeah. All right. Who's next? Who else? Oh. Ian. Is everybody done? Yeah. Go, oh, Ian. Yeah. I was last. Yeah. Okay. And what about you, Kevin? Who can do a Kevin? Come on. Someone do a Kevin here. What? Hey, guys. What are we doing? Get it. All right, let's move it on. (laughs) Do we have any listener pipeline? No, we do not. Okay, and since we don't have Kevin here, we're not going to do a wrap up either. I'm going to save two weeks worth of wrap up. That's all we'll get done next time is wrap up. Yeah, whole episode, wrap it up. Oh, next episode, I have a guest, so. Nice. Yeah. So we'll we'll do the wrap up, but we'll have a guest, so we'll, we'll kind of. Last two, man. I think uh, I think most of our online social things have been a little bit on the slower side. Yep, they've been very slow lately. So I think it's fine. We can we can fit two weeks worth or so uh, with our guests uh, next week. So yeah, look out for that. That's gonna be a fun show next week. So uh, yeah, you know what do these guys say? Yeah, go check out some other podcasters and all that stuff. You know, and check out Bill Ann YouTube channel. He's always yeah. uh, fun to watch. He's been busting out some good videos, some new stuff. Awesome. Bam, 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 bam. Yep, so make sure you go check out Bill Ann. Alright, thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, you sound like shit, and I don't even have my headphones on. I feel like shit. I sound like you look. Fuck. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, no, you're probably that, not wrong. That, I'm like still fucking tired as fuck from work today. Whew.
<laughs> that was low hanging fruit. I couldn't resist. I mean, even yeah, if I feel really today. bad, I can still be a dick. And then you can do like a five minute candy snack, whatever snack box or whatever you want to do. <laughs> and then this will be the start of this new like subsection in, in our podcast. Like, what's Andy snacking on today or some shit? I don't know. <laughs> You know, I'm just, it's just an idea I'm throwing out there, you know. Couldn't be any worse than the tech tip, so let's go. Yeah, let's do it. If, if Andy feels like he's up for it. I'm not up for anything. If Kevin was here, I wouldn't even be here right now. But since Kevin's gone, I feel like I have to record it. Well, this supposed to be like, I can't come either. But my answer for other reasons not because of Fucking bathroom renovation shit. <laughs> How's that going? <laughs>